Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, what's going on? We interrupt this broadcast to bring you the Britflix Fright Fest Preview Podcast. 2016. Welcome to another Britflix Fright Fest preview podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today I'm calling Toronto and I'm speaking to Trisha Lee. Hello, Trisha. Hey. How's things going? Uh, great. It's a sunny day here in Toronto. Everything's great. It's a sunny day in that London, which is where I'm calling you from. Um, So, do you want to tell us the name of the film we're going to be talking about? So, my film is called Blood Hunters. It was actually originally called One Drop, um, but we changed the name to Blood Hunters. Right. Was that that a recent change? Somewhat recently, maybe about a month or two ago. Okay. And what, what what instigated the change of name? Well... If I told you my film was called One Drop, yeah, would you know what it's about or have a general idea? You mean as opposed to Blood Hunters is about people that hunt blood, <laughs> or something that hunts blood? It's, <laughs> and, and you can, you know, and with that title, you can sort of tell what genre it's in and Indeed, have yeah. some idea. Whereas One Drop was a little bit esoteric, and then we actually took out the scene that uh, describes that theme of, of what the title means so we just abandoned it (laughs) fair enough fair enough fair enough would you want to give us a quick synopsis then about what blood hunters is about so it's about a single mother who overdoses and she wakes up in a medical facility to find that everyone is dead and she's somehow nine months pregnant wow and it's a creature feature okay and um you you directed and produced this yeah Yes, that's correct. So at what stage did you come in contact with this as a script or a treatment or a, or a pitch or what? Uh, so I work, yeah, I work with the writer Corey Brown um, on all my movies. So we've okay. had a long-standing working relationship. And he pitched this to me as just a, you know, just a concept of a woman waking up in a facility. And um, originally it was actually about vampires. It's not quite vampires anymore, but... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so literally from the kernel of an idea, he came to me and, uh, we worked through the script together and then I spent about two and a half years raising money. Um, okay. just sort of having to take off my filmmaker hat and learn about business plans and pitch decks and angel investors and go out and try and raise the money. Wow. So, well, let's cast yeah. your mind back then to that, 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 uh, that concept to script stage. Um, when you're working it through with uh, with mm-hmm. Corey, what what was um, what 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 do you understand from him? Sort of compelled, you know. Where, where was he getting the where was he getting that idea as a kind of concept from? What was what was inspiring him when he was pitching it to you? Well, I remember. Oh my goodness, this is like three years ago. 
Uh, but I do remember him saying that there were a lot of vampire movies out at the time that where vampires weren't scary anymore. And so he really wanted to go back to what, you know, sc- having a scary vampire that, uh, you know, didn't necessarily glisten in the sun, but actually would, you know, be very vicious. Mm. So I think that's where it started from. And uh, and I, I don't know, does he just had this idea of, you know, what would it be like to wake up? Everyone's dead and... You know, <laughs> there's something lurking in the in the facility, and you're pregnant, and you don't know how you got pregnant or how you got there. Right. Okay. No. 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 It is. It's. 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 It's a great horror setup, isn't it? The idea of how mm-hmm. the how the hell they end up there, and then you add in, I'm pregnant, and everyone's yeah. <laughs> dead. That's a fairly scary situation without the creature. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so when when you were developing the screenplay together, then how did that how did that work? How did you how did you work together? How did how did that collaboration sort of matter? Given you say somebody you, you work with already, so to speak, how how do you manage the process between your the director's notes and the uh, and, and the writer's ambition for the story? Well, we we went to film school together, okay. um, so we've worked together on films for the last 10 years as okay. a writer director. So Got we you. are very familiar with um, you know each other's uh, style, our our likes and dislikes and the thing that we've developed is that we we both want the best for the film and mm-hmm. for the story. So, you know, sure, we disagree about things, but as long as you're fighting for what's best for the story and not for your ego or just to be right, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, we it's always collaborative and trying to... Because in the end, what's best means that we both win, right? Indeed. So, um, so I think that's an important thing that we've developed in, when we're working together. Sounds 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 fair enough. Sounds fair enough. So so in that sense, then, when you were working through this one, then what what was the hardest challenge to resolve in storytelling terms for you, for you both? Oh goodness, uh, I I don't really remember. Um, you know, well, this I, I would this is because this is more in a recent memory. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the editing room. So once we'd shot it and edited it. Um, we were trying to, to figure out the ending. Now, I don't want to give away the ending, of but um, we were trying. <laughs> we were trying to decide whether to keep to cut down the ending and keep certain things in, or keep cut certain things out. Right. And uh, the writer is not normally involved in that process, but because we're so close and so close to the story, I did um, value his opinion and have him watch the film. Mm. And uh, and he fought to keep the stuff in. Right. Um, and he reminded me that, you know, this was the reason why you made this movie. It's the ending that really touched me personally. Okay. So, you know, having having him remind me that, of that was was a big thing. And I'm really glad he did because we did keep it in. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. So, so when you when you're in that um, in the pre-production stage. Um, I'm getting ready to shoot, and now this, I guess this is where you're straddling the producer and director's hats, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. what, what on the page seemed sort of um, the biggest challenge for you, and, 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 and can you give any insight into how you solved it, you know, given that all films have financial and resource constraints on them? <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, I don't have a ton of experience with action. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, being a creature feature, there's some attacking scenes and some action scenes. Um, so from a production standpoint, that was the part that um, I was I was a little worried about, um, you know, how much time we had um, and the resources and, you know, uh, you know, having a bunch of creatures, we actor or one of the actors in action scene. So we actually hired a stunt coordinator to help me out, and luckily okay. my first AD had experience doing stunts as well. So right. having a team that has that experience support you is so important, um, especially for something that you you haven't done before, or haven't done much of before. Yeah. How does that how does that alter you 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 sort of how you're involved in that part of the process then? How do you, how do you keep being director as well as obviously give them control to do what they're experts at? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you ask them for advice. You know, oh, okay. uh, where where do you suggest you put the camera for this to be able to make that stunt look good or make that punch look right or the the creature jumping or whatever it is? Mm. Also, while keeping everybody safe, um, yeah. we even had a stunt double. For for the actor, mm. so um, you know I'd never shot with a, a stunt double before. So you know, trying to make sure that, that the action takes place from an angle that you can't see the stunt double is, is actually a double. So you director know, are taking care of the overall tone of the scene, the look, um, you know, the acting. Yeah. But in terms of uh, the more technical stuff, I I definitely relied on on my my crew. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, as as a director, when you're on set, um, and you well, I may, this may even be before you're on set. Um, how do you how does your conversation start with your cast? Are you are you are you setting expectations before everyone arrives? Are you taking people you know taking people as you find them? Um, autocratic. What's your what's your game when you're up with your with your cast? Um, so I spoke with them on the phone about the characters, and I I went really in depth into character backgrounds and their histories and how they became who they are and how, why they believe what they believe, mm-hmm. and I um. And it was it was a conversation. Um, I didn't want to just be didactic and say this is this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually came up with a list of oh gosh, almost like a hundred questions um, that I had each actor answer about their own character. Really? Everything from what does your character eat for breakfast? Does your character ha- set an alarm when they wake up? Do they press snooze? Um, do- they grow up, you know, what kind of house did they grow up in? Just just things to get them thinking about who this character is and was and how they came to be. Um, none of these things would ever end up in the film, but if you've taken the time to, to think about it, just it helps create that character. Um, and I had them answer the questions, and we talked about the questions. Sometimes they came up with that I disagreed with, and so we would talk that out and see... You know, make that choice of were they religious or were they not religious, or you know. Yeah. Wow. So how 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 does, how does that benefit you? Do you think? Um. Well, I mean, if the actors know the characters deeper in a more meaningful way, and especially if it's stuff that we've talked about and both agree on um, beforehand, then it it um it helps them 
act better <laughs> on the day. Um, and, and uh, you know, we have a conversation we can refer back to on the day when we're shooting. Mm. No, that's good. No, it's good. Just interesting. It's, uh, it's the first time I've heard sort of such a such an in-depth approach. I've heard like of sort of just just more the actor sort of asking rather than the actor being put on the spot in terms of these these questions. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, well, they they loved it. They said they're going to do that for all their characters now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing, then. Yeah. Um, so um, let's tell everybody when they can see Blood Hunters. It is playing at Fright Fest at, uh, on August 29th at 6.15 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Discovery Screen 1. Brilliant. You did that yeah. like you were scripted there for a second, I feel. <laughs> I was trying to remember when it's screening. <laughs> so, thinking about your movie then, you're good, and, sorry, and I should add, you, you, you're, you, you are going to be here, aren't you, in London for the screening? I will be, yes. So is this your European or world premiere? It's the world premiere. Wow. And how excited are you about the idea of a world premiere? Oh, so excited. And Fright Fest is such a great festival. I'm so honored to be a part of it. So I presume then you'll be you'll be around for a Q&A and the like, yeah? Yes, I will be around for a Q&A. So in that sense, then, if you're going to be there while your film's being shown, without giving too much away about the specifics in the action, what, what, are you most, what aspects of the film are you most excited to see with an audience? Oh, um, so with my horror films, I always like to try and draw some emotion out of the audience. I believe that, um, you know, if the audience cares about the characters, then um, that in itself makes this film scarier because you care what happens to these characters and you care if they're in jeopardy and you care if there's something scary around the corner. Um, So... I'm hoping that uh, in certain scenes where I'm trying to elicit some emotion from the audience, that I can feel that in the air. <laughs> mm. No, makes sense. No, makes sense. I think. And I think giving us a pregnant woman who doesn't know why she's there as a starting point is already going to give us quite a lot to trade on in terms of uh, our, our empathy for the person's predicament. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Question I like to ask everybody because we're Britflix and usually we, we, we usually only speak to British filmmakers, but um, for Fright Fest I get to step outside that remit. Um, so I'd like you to recommend me a British horror film or or tell me uh, uh, that or or your favourite British horror film. Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, I am British, believe it or not. I have uh, my British citizenship, even though I'm uh, born and raised in Canada. Um, so I actually lived in England for a year uh, during my, my university. Uh, I did an exchange program. I lived in Newcastle for a year. Okay. Um, and I watched Dog Soldiers, Neil Marshall's film. Ah. Yeah, he went to the same university that I did, uh, North, Northumbria. Right. So um, I was actually working in a theater at the time, so I actually watched that film like 12 times, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I got to study study the movie after watching it so many times, and uh, it's just I love. I mean, it's it's funny, it's scary, and uh, it elic- elicits emotion at the end, and that's what I love to do with my films. So he's a big influence on me. I was going to say because given that obviously is a creature a creature feature a film in its in its own right, obviously werewolves. Um, what what direct influence then would you say is is with um, with that and your and, and Bloodhunters? If any. Um, 
Well, that and also the descent. Um, ah, yes. I, I yeah. That's one of my. That's I one of my favorites. Like the tone that he's able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine too, definitely. Um, but particularly in Dog Soldiers, um, because I saw the British version, and then I came home to Canada, and I made everybody I knew watch that film. Yeah. But there's actually a different cut that came to America. Really? Um, yeah, and they cut out um, a scene earlier on, um, which I think affects the ending, which is very emotional, and and the the. I guess he was like the chief and he was making a sacrifice and um yeah 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 I love I love that emotion and I love that modern and I love the big music I love to do that in my own films um and in the version that I watched or I showed my friends it didn't have a piece of setup that made that moment extra emotional so um did you, yeah, did you, anyway, did you notice just, it? Did, did you notice it right away when you were watching? Was you like, hold on a minute, um, I'm not sure if I noticed that that scene was missing when I watched it, like when I was going past that scene. But at the end, I felt it missing. Right, got you. Yeah, and oh. only because I'd seen the original version. No, no, sure, sure, sure. Um, so let's remind everybody: when can they see your film? It's screening August 29th on Monday, and it's at the Discovery Screen 1 uh, at 6.15 p.m. If you don't already subscribe to BritFlix, just sign up for free at iTunes. Hey, what's going on? If you don't already subscribe to BritFlix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we release it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to stream from on the website. This has been a Britflix Fright Fest Preview Podcast 2016. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.